Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan, Stephanie, and Jordan Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven. To draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us to navigate this tumult of life. Are you guys ready to navigate, help people to navigate? To find peace in the storm. I am ready to find peace in the storm. You're ready, to, but you already found it, didn't you? I, I Listen, every day, it's a search party. Oh, okay, search party every day. <laughs> well, hopefully some days are better than others. Uh, studying this book has had a huge effect on my own uh, peace and and writing the book and then you know meditating on these these principles has, has been a multiple decade long thing for me so when you when jordan you know shared this book with me i thought well this is the best one this is the pinnacle or or at least one that uh, deserves to be at elevated the, elevated mm-hmm. yeah and reproposed back to the church which is why i wrote it so today we're in uh we're reviewing chapter uh, six, which is on spiritual desolation, and just to talk a little bit about why we suffer, because some people, when they're suffering, just sort of turn in on themselves and and uh, struggle and miss because of that. They sort of do the pill bug thing, right? And then they they turn all in on themselves and they miss the sovereign work of God. Um, we 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 just did did a retreat this weekend, and one of the things we were talking about was looking up. Mm-hmm. You know, which which really resonated with a lot of people. When you're in the midst of suffering, don't don't close in. Look up and ask, "What is God doing?" And Alphonsus really reveals the the beautiful work of God in the midst of suffering. That if we say yes to and join with Him, there's a lot of graces that come. You have a thought. I can. Well, feel I'm it. just thinking for those that may be just joining us or haven't listened to spiritual warfare and discernment of spirits, or or they're not familiar with that. Just briefly, um, desolation is the opposite. It's when you're in the opposite of the theological virtues. So the theological virtues are um, faith, hope, and love. And so the opposite of faith is doubt. The opposite of hope is despair. And the opposite of love Mm -hmm. is not hate. It's narcissism. It's this turning in on ourselves. And it's my pain, my wants, my needs, my ego, my desires, my opinion, my, 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 me, you know, um, or despair to the point of which can really end up in even suicidal ideation at the, at its worst point. Divorce. Divorce. I really believe that 99.9% of divorces are made in a moment of desolation, um, which is the worst time to make any decisions. You should never make any decisions there. So anyway, so I just think that's important for a starting point because we're talking about you know, why does God allow us to suffer? And, you know, what do we do about it? Yeah. So Alphonsus talks about, you know, our perspective in suffering and how we can, how we see suffering at times as punishments. Um, and, and in the sense of like punishment, like a, not, not like I deserve this punishment or why or, is God doing this why, to me? Yeah. It's I'm being inflicted upon you. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of, it's a perspective of suffering that is, wait, I don't deserve this, like fundamental disposition. I don't deserve this 
I didn't earn this. Why am I getting this? Yeah. I, I'm a decent human being. Right. I don't kick puppies. I use my turn signal. Right. You know, I'm going to church. I'm paying my bills. I'm not defrauding anybody. I'm doing I'm, my prayers. I'm, I'm doing my prayers, yeah, yeah. you know, at least peripherally, yeah, right? Yeah. Whatever our understanding of that is, yeah. why is this happening to me? And because we have that, well, when we have that perspective, one, theologically or just more simply, we misunderstand our relationship to God. We misunderstand the gravity of sin and all of that. So I think one of the things that St. Alphonsus is, is, is going to reveals to us in this chapter, but also in this book, and it's also revealed in scripture and in sound theology, and that is that however harsh this may sound, and I don't, as I say this, you know, I, I can sound kind of mean sometimes, but as I say this, I say it with a deep sensitivity to people's suffering, and, and because I've been through a lot of suffering myself, so I'm not, I'm not condemning anyone, but one mortal sin this is the proper context to understand suffering. One mortal sin, um, in terms of properly understanding justice and offense to God and the gravity of sin, would is sufficient to send you to hell for all of eternity. It's, it, it is a fundamental, you know, giving of the finger to God. Forgive me for a really crass analogy, but I just want it to be sort of properly. It's saying, yeah, I know your plan. Don't care. I'm doing my thing. And because of the need for freedom in order to experience love and healing and redemption, he allows it. That's the fundamental purpose behind the allow, you know, allowing what things that seem to be unjust is because it's necessary for, for freedom and love and all and redemption and all of that. So when we come from the standpoint of one mortal sin is properly uh, uh, properly punished that way, or it's our choice to go to the place where God is not, which is why it's so excruciating. How many mortal sins have we committed? You know, how many times have we said no to God? I mean, Stephanie likes to quote that passage in the old time, in the Psalms that the just man sins seven times a day. Is it the one you? Yeah. So, because to me, if I look at that, I'm like, wow. If the just man sins seven times a day, how many times do I sin? Right. Well, right. if you if you meditate on the passion, I mean, we talked about it, I think last time I'm going through meditations on the passion book. And this morning I was reading about the crown of thorns and what that represented. It's not just mortal sin, it's venial sin as well. Yeah. You know, each suffering that Jesus went through was a result of our sins, venial or mortal. Mm -hmm. Regardless, of the sin, it still causes harm. Right. You know, regardless. So seven times a day, whether it's mortal or not, it's still pushing that yeah. crown of thorns into the skull of Christ. Right. Yeah. And I think what's important is that our sins, you know, our life is not about us and our sins don't just affect us. We're, right. we're connected because we're all created by God for an eternal relationship with him and to work out our salvation amongst our brethren. Right. And so when I sin, even if I'm quote unquote not harming anybody else and I'm, you know, closed up in my closet and it's just me, it's a lie that that doesn't affect any, anybody else because I'm less than who I was called to be. Right. Because I don't reach the person who God created me to be. So then his light, his goodness, his grace doesn't shine in and through me to yep. others. Yep. And I'm literally closing my hand 
And I'm saying, I don't care what you have for me. I don't care the grace that you want to live in and through me. I'm too afraid. I'm too broken. I'm too narcissistic. I'm too whatever to say yes to you. So I'm just going to sit with my little one talent and I'm going to go stand, sit in the corner and I'm or, just going to wait or bury it. Yeah. Or I'm going to go bury it. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to wait till, you know, until I die, yeah. which might be in the next five minutes, right. you know, God forbid, because we, we hope we have time, but if not, you know, that I'm going to stand before you at the end of time and go, I was too afraid to accept what you had for me. You know, I, I, I was too ashamed. I was too scared. I was too whatever. I mean, God's glory, God's joy, God's um, just his, his overwhelming love is in us being fully alive, yeah. thriving. And we just have this very small vision of what that looks like. And the suffering is often the doorway or the stepping stone that gets us to that, mm -hmm. to healing and to freedom. Well, it's, it's necessary. And I think to tie it back to what Alphonse is about to talk about, the fundamental problematic aspect of that attitude of while I'm doing my prayers, I'm going to church, why is this being inflicted upon me? Is this idea for most people is I can, I earn God's love right. and his gifts and his mercy. Mm -hmm. and or if, I merit because I'm being good, right. which is like saying I've never sinned and I'm, you know, I, it's like right. I'm starting at zero and I merit rather than negative 3,462 million. Right. One, well, it puts right. you in the place of God. It's like, I'm yeah. doing these good things. Right. But it's really important though, to be like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm prickly this morning to, to be cautious, to say people legitimately suffer yeah. and go, why is God doing this? For sure. Me? For sure. And, and we need to weep with those who weep yeah. and mourn with those and comfort them, mm -hmm. but teach and, and reveal you know, he's at work here. He loves you. And this is where Alphonse is going to take us in this chapter, because he says, um, in this manner too, we, we should receive whatever, whatever crosses God sends us. But you reply, these sufferings are really punishments. That's that attitude. Right. Um, the answer to that remark is, are not the punishment God sent us in this life also graces and benefits? Are our, our, our offenses... Our against God yeah. must be atoned for somehow, either in this life or the next. Hence, we should all make St. Augustine's prayer our own. Lord, here cut, here burn, spare me not, but spare me in eternity. I love that prayer. I mean, I love that prayer. I mean, tr with trepidation, I love right, that prayer, right, right? Let us say with Job, let this, be, let, let this be my comfort that afflicting me with sorrow, he spare not. Having merited hell for our sins, which is what we've been talking about. We should be consoled that God chastises us in this life and should stir ourselves to look upon such treatment as a pledge that God wishes to spare us in the next. Right. That yeah. we suffer in him, with him, is a promise of our redemption. And for me, like, you know, for years, because of my lungs and all these other things that I deal with, like, when is this going to end? And why does this have to, you know, be this way? But recently, and then I think in the last decade, I should say recently, but because of this kind of wisdom, it's like, no, well, no, yeah, it's okay. Whatever I need, whatever I need to be purified, whatever I need to be humbled, I have no interest in purgatory at right, all. Right. And if anybody's ever studied purgatory, nobody would ever be interested in going to purgatory. You know, hell's worse, but, you know, 
So give it to me now. So that means my health never gets better. Fine. If that means I always have to struggle with this or that fine. But I, but like St. Augustine, I just want to hear well done. And I don't want to, this life is hard enough. I'm good with a little harder or a lot harder for the sake of let's, when we're done, let's, let's rejoice. I don't know. Well, it's important to know too, that those crosses are handcrafted for us. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like God's throwing anything upon us that he does, that he knows that what he's giving us is exactly what a, we need and B we can handle through his He's grace. a good father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. You can because God's permitted it <laughs> because he knows that if you enter into whatever grace he's trying to get you to, then yeah, you're, you're going to, yeah, when we get back from the break, I want to talk because you've revealed your when you left the church and you had numbskull-itis to the highest degree and all of that, and then you came back. But I want to talk about what it was like for me as a father and your suffering because I, I think there's a good analogy there, so we'll be right back. The beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted, that all suffering has a purpose, and to wrestle with the idea, which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by God. Okay, God, why would you permit these things? I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father, so there's something there. So I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by, by St. Alphonsus Liguori, bridges that gap. And he explains, as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of, hey, your legs are weak. You're like a newborn deer. You can't stand on your own. We need to get you to stand on your own. You know, those sorts of things. Even, even desolation. You know, the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life. Those things are all permitted for a greater good, whatever that might be. Check out the brand new updated version of Uniformity with God's Will titled Finding Peace in the Storm with Commentary by Dan Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. This is Dan, Stephanie, and special guest Jordan Burke talking about Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonsus Segura's Uniformity with God's Will. So so at the risk of sounding prideful, uh, which I don't, I hope it doesn't sound that way, but there, like when you came back, when you fell away, you wrecked your marriage, you know, and then you repented and came back, which was a beautiful, glorious thing. The one thing Stephanie and I talked about was he, we, we agreed that we wouldn't rescue you mm-hmm. from the consequences of what you did, which was very painful, <laughs> I have to tell you. One of the hardest moments is, as a dad. I'm president of EWTN News. I'm supposed to be in Rome at the time. And I, I, and you're driving yourself to a treatment center. Mm-hmm. And if there was ever a moment I wanted to be with you, was drive to just at least drive with you to the treatment center. Yeah. You know, just to say, I love you. It's going to be okay. But I couldn't. The Lord took that from me. You decided to pay for it on your own. But as we talked through, we knew that this moment was so seminal for you in your life Mm -hmm. that if we relieved the pain, financial, emotional, if we relieved the pain in any substantive way, you would miss 
all the graces that God had for yeah. you. Yeah. So though I would have driven with you, God took that away from me. But the other decisions that we made were, were you know, they were painful, but they were less painful. And we didn't help you out financially, any of that. But we said, we love you. All is forgiven. Anything, any way we can help you, we're here for you is what we right, said. Right. Yeah. And it, and let's say you couldn't have paid for the treatment center. Yes, we would have stepped in. There's no doubt. But you figured out a way. We didn't just jump in and say, oh, we got it covered or whatever. Yeah. You know, do you see how the, it relates yeah. to, to God in that he's a good father? And there are times when, he, which is often, he knows we've got to feel the depths of our own depravity. We've got to feel the depths of our own sin and brokenness. Our weakness, our nothingness, right? Our our inability to fix, just really come to the end of ourselves, yeah. of ourselves, so that we will look up. And and w- and when you come to the end of yourself, and I mean, I've given my testimony numerous times all over mm-hmm. the place, and the way I describe it is, you know, I, I wasn't just broken; I was ground into dust, but God turned that into clay and built me into something new. You know, there's a beauty in that suffering. There's a gift in that suffering. And it goes to your original point, which is whatever we've been given, despite it hurting, despite it being painful in all forms, like you said, legitimate suffering and, you know, stuff that we bring upon ourselves, like in my case, um, it's still a gift. Yeah. It's still a gift. Right. You know, because you needed it for your salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And God's going to use that and what are the without fail. One of the things we were told the spouses this weekend at Divine Intimacy and Marriage Retreat was, mm-hmm. I have the spouse I have because I need the spouse I have for my salvation. That's right. Which is really a, a powerful, liberating reality of, oh, okay. And and by the way, the way they are and how they hurt is necessary for my salvation. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. this I'm not talking about abuse and not right, saying we right. should stay in abuse and those sorts of things. But we're just talking about the normal junk yeah, uh, the ninety nine percent of people that are out there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that's it's important because whatever back to Jordan's point about, you know, having the crosses that we need. God knows exactly what um, what vices that we need to overcome. He also knows what weaknesses need to be strengthened. Yep. He, he you know, I, I liken the virtue, the virtues to it's like a, a, a picket fence around the core of our being, around our soul and, and our spirit, you know, so this picket fence is there and the enemy goes around and he's kicking at those picket fences to see which one's loose. And when he finds a loose one, he comes in and then he wreaks havoc, right? In those instances that, that havoc has been wreaked and we're suffering a particular trial, either of our own ma- making or it, it's, it's, you know, leftover garbage from our past and woundedness or or it's something that we're doing in our woundedness to inflict pain, you know, on our relationships or in others or, you know, to crash our business or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that we're suffering through and where we feel in like we're in a vice grip from the Lord and, and from circumstance, that's the air that whatever that other virtue is, is where the invitation is. The Lord allows it to happen right there because he's saying, listen, you got a picket that's loose on your fence. That means it's an open door for the, for Satan to come in and destroy you and hurt you and harm you and take you down. And often we experience trials that are like thematic. 
you know, it's like we have the same trial yeah. over and over yeah. and over and over again. And we're going, okay, wait, I should probably pay attention here yeah. because this isn't a one-off. This keeps happening and I'm not getting relief. It's not going away. That's the Lord literally knocking on the door going, Hey, I'm trying to get your attention. Trying to heal you. I'm trying yeah. to heal you. And you need to respond to this and think about what's the opposite virtue. What are you asking me to be? Are you asking me to be magnanimous, generous, self-giving, self-denying, loving, faithful, patient. hopeful, patient, you know, self-sacrificing? What are you asking me on the other side of this? Oh, I'm going to go practice that. Yeah. And, and then he says, yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. That's exactly right. And then he just like shores us up and pours grace on us and strengthens us. And then we walk a little freer and then we go, Oh, I can actually do this. Right. And, and not only that, he's living in and me, in me, and he's strengthening me. He's animating me now. And he's brought me to a greater reality that I never imagined possible. Yep. Never. You know, all the suffering that Dan and I went through at the beginning of our marriage. We talked about it with the marriage couples this weekend. We would have never dreamed the ministry that would come out of that. Right. But we made a decision. We don't run. Yeah. You know, we we meet each other in those trials, in those circumstances. We don't let go. We're we're like, what's God doing here? And and we just kept dying to ourselves a million times. And it's uncomfortable as all get out. And, and it's painful, but you don't run. And you say, What is God doing? And you you Join engage him. in that and say, okay, I'm going to cooperate. That's the key. And going back to your analogy of the picket fence, where too often people stand there and they're like, there's a hole in my fence. My fence is broken. And Jesus is standing right next to you saying, here's a hammer and nails. <laughs> right. I'm, I, I can show you how to fix it. Yeah. But we're too lumber. stuck on, yeah, we're too stuck on, there's a hole in my fence, you know. Which is, which is really often just also, again, to desensitize people. This hurts like hell. This hurts like yeah. hell. This really hurts. This really hurts. Well, okay. Let's, but, let's 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 figure out what he's doing and cooperate let's 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 get his remedy in place and that's the beauty of the suffering in a way because it's not not only is it an opportunity to grace and virtue but it's also an opportunity to enter into the suffering of christ mm -hmm. because you have to choose to act as jesus did in the garden while he's being scourged later on while he's being crucified he was not the entire time it was outward he, he was, was he was thinking about yeah, us yeah, yeah. Forgive them for they loving know not what God they do. And loving others. Yeah. Right? That's if we can, if we're suffering, no matter what that suffering may be, if we unite that with the suffering of Christ as he was being scourged, as he was being crucified, mm -hmm. it allows us, like, really enter in. It allows us to open up and say, okay, hold on. I can't, I can't be internal. You know, again, we've said this a hundred times. He wasn't crucified like this. Mm -hmm. You know, he was crucified with his arms out. There yeah. are two fundamental decisions that are really important to clarify. One is, there are people who are not really living fully in the church. That was kind of where you were. Yeah. You crashed and burned hard and you had to make a decision. I'm coming back and I'm all in. Yeah. So that's one fundamental decision that some kinds of suffering can lead us to that people need to consider. Am I all in for the faith or do I pick and choose or do I sort of have this thing of like quid pro quo with God and okay, I'll do a little bit of this. If you give me a little bit of that, you're not all in if that's what you're yeah. doing, not criticizing, just it's important to reveal. The second level is what you guys were just talking about. It's okay, now I'm in right. and I am working on living for him, but it's this deeper understanding of how 
suffering becomes instead of a tombstone it becomes a stepping stone yeah instead of a wall it becomes a doorway that we step through that we step on that we receive and walk into and then we meet him there where he can heal us and take us to freedom yeah and to your point we don't <laughs> i mean god is sovereign he is God. We are not. I love what he says to St. Catherine of Siena. I am God who is, and you are she who is not, right? Mm-hmm. That we have to remember that. So we can't pick and choose. You know, I used to live that way, and man, it destroyed me. He took everything in, away from me in order to give me everything. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't listen. For me, for my salvation, I had to go all the way to the pigs. I had to be that prodigal child. You had to be that prodigal child. and And so we had to lose everything in order to to find the freedom and the goodness and the glory of God. So he says one thing here that I want to I want to touch base on. Um, he says, Liguri, when, when God sends us punishments or chastisements or trials or whatever it is, we must say with the high priest, Heli, it is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his sight. In time of spiritual desolation, it is also a time for us to be resigned. We must persevere. We must be resigned to do as he as He desires. When a soul begins to cultivate the spiritual life, God usually showers his consolations upon her to wean her away from the world. But when he sees her making solid progress, he withdraws his hand to test her and to see if she will lose love and serve him without the reward of sensible consolations. So an encouragement, and then he'll he'll let us suffer something to see if we will actually follow. And it's important to clarify as we close up the show today, it, you do fight desolation. It, that, that we, Ignatius teaches that. But you're as you fight it, you're resigned to whatever God's will is. So yeah. it's sort of like Jesus in the garden. Hey, I'm, uh, can this pass from me? Thy will be done. You have simultaneous uh, actions of the will of resisting desolation, which is uh, pushes us away from God, and in embracing God's will, and saying whatever you will, I'm going to be at peace with, and that's what brings right. uh, the peace that passes understanding. And really understanding that every storm runs out of rain. Which I always love that. Yeah, love it when you say that. So okay, all right, friends. Well, you're this was. Uh, number nine in the series. And if you want to find the other shows, you can go out to spiritualdirection.com's YouTube page or or spiritualdirection.com website. One of the beauties of the Avila Foundation and all that we're doing is there's a never-ending never ending offering of ways to go deeper in the faith. And you can find those out at spiritualdirection.com, avalainstitute-institute.org, or the Apostolic VA community. We are happy to welcome you to any of those sources of the water of life. And with that, until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he, may he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.